This podcast is brought to you by the Specialty Produce Network. Hi there, and welcome to the Living Local with Edible San Diego podcast. My name is Katie Stokes, and as publisher of Edible San Diego, I wanted to welcome you to a new and important conversation. San Diego County really is a global crossroads, and when you think about it, it's true all the way down to even our very own bodies. In this podcast, we're going to take this concept of we are what we eat, and we're going to unpack it together. We're going to look at what local is, how it works, why it matters. My goal is to create a conversation which is inclusive, dynamic, and one that enriches our everyday life. So I wanted to welcome you to this new conversation, Living Local with Edible San Diego, and to thank Specialty Produce for producing this podcast. Welcome to the second episode of the Living Local with Edible San Diego podcast. I'm here with Jordan Castlunger, and we're going to talk about local fishing and fisheries today. I wanted to start this episode with a closer look at that aspect of living in San Diego County that has to do with our geography. We are blessed with 72 miles of coastline on the Pacific Ocean, and our beaches and waves here are a huge attraction for millions of visitors every year and one of our region's most beloved amenities for those of us who are lucky enough to live here. In addition, ocean health is a topic of increasing concern and urgency with plastic pollution, urban runoff, rising water temperatures, acidification, and more. Edible San Diego explores these issues and more as an inherent part of understanding where our local food comes from, how we can optimize our wellness, and contribute to the vitality of our local communities and environment. So this all is why I invited Jordan Kastlunger to join us today. I had such a good time reading about you in the media, Jordan, and she's a very accomplished young woman who has a lot to share with us about this important dimension of living local in San Diego County. So Jordan, I thought I'd ask you to start off today by sharing with us what you do for a living. That's a good question. There's a lot of things. Um, To start, I am... One of two, I'm a co-chair for Slow Food Urban San Diego. I am their seafood liaison for the San Diego region of that organization. organization. (laughs) (laughs) So I am kind of like a representative for the fishermen in that aspect that I, they've sent me to two different conventions in the last couple of years to just be present and be a voice Mm -hmm. for the fishermen. I have also been part of Tuna Harbor Dockside Market, which started in 2015. I have been there since their second week of operation. So it's been five years now that we're in August, five years. Wow. And I also fish with my dad on the side when, now that I'm so busy, kind of when I can, it's recently been less than I would like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also am a hostess at Ironside, which is one of the restaurants that we supply seafood for. Nice. Wow. Or super busy, busy person with lots to share on all of these interrelated topics of, of seafood and, and enjoying eating seafood and all of that. So, you know, uh, we're going to get into more details in a moment about the market and and other things, but I thought we might start with um, a description. Could you could you give us a feeling of what it's like to be out there on the water um, off the coast of San Diego? What, what's it like to be a fisherman? 
Uh, that's actually what continues to like draw me back to the ocean is that it's always so different and no day is the same. You always see different sea life. There's dolphins and in the winter there's whales and in the summer you get to see um, boils of yellowtail and of tuna and everything's different and we start so early that my favorite thing is in the winter for like lobster season we leave so early we see the sunrise but we're out so late we also get to see the sunset wow that's something i always tell people is if you have the opportunity like in one day wake up see the sunrise and the same sunset in the same day because how many people get to do that and it's so different to see everything from the water and i always like to describe it as my escape from reality like on land because you're so distant and far away from everything else like you forget about everything else on land wow that that just sounds as magical as i was imagining and um for example how far off the coast do you guys tend to fish when you go out it depends what we're fishing for but on average it's everything international waters is everything outside of three miles so Hmm. typically we are outside of three miles fishing for like in the summer the gill nets and for if we just go like hook and line it's outside three miles, as well as crab and lobsters. Wow, that's really interesting. I I imagine it's such a unique perspective on San Diego to be out there, and then as you come back, you're seeing the city and kind of coming back to real life. There's something special about, like, being able to look to the land when the sun is still rising and see, like, hit certain spots, like the Dell or the high rises. Yeah, it is a beautiful cityscape downtown. It's one of the things I really enjoy about living here. I also wanted to to get in a little bit deeper, as it were, to, to talk about your motivation for your line of work, your multiple related lines of work. Um, but so what is it about about fishing and uh, and the ocean that is so important to you? For me, fishing has always been about being able to tell the story of where the fish starts versus where it ends, which... We have the Pacific to plate bill, so it's kind of, I always like make the joke, it's like, oh, Pacific to your plate or dock to dish kind of thing because it's you're able to basically tell the story of where a fish starts versus where it ends. And so I've always been, it's always been important for me to be able to tell that story and because not a lot of people are willing to sit there and tell you how the fish was caught and then how to prepare it or... It's kind of a different aspect of being an Ironside, too, is that when people come in and ask questions, I can tell them, oh, my ta- dad caught this, this, and this. Wow. And then be able to have people as they leave say, oh, my gosh, it was so good. Thanks for recommending that because it's like I see it from start to finish kind of thing. Wow. Wow. And so you grew up around, around you know, yeah, this I'm, life with your dad fishing. Mm-hmm. and Third generation. My grandfather was a commercial fisherman. Um, my father has been commercially fishing for... Close to 40 years, I think. Um, so it's something that I've grown up around. It's something that I've been doing since I was a kid, mm-hmm. something that I've always enjoyed, and I go every opportunity that I have. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. And part of what I wanted to explore today is the um, the opportunities and the challenges of harvesting seafood in San Diego County. And so I thought that you better than than most people could help us understand what are some of the challenges to bringing in seafood for sale here in San Diego County? Um, you know, it's it's 2019. There's a lot going on in the in the world and the economy. And just help us understand, like, is it easy or what's hard about it? It's definitely not easy. There's a great deal of challenges. I think the biggest is just the steady 
availability, I guess is the word to use, because with seasonal changes and just the water temperature, like right now, it's a little slow. So we're not able to provide as much fish as we'd like to some restaurants. And so when we're slow, they don't get the fish that they need. And it's people just, I think, more so in the last couple of years are more aware of why they should buy local and support local because San Diego um, it exports 90% of our seafood. And so that causes our 130 plus species to be exported when San Diego should be open to the idea of trying the species that are here and that are local and that are fresh. Because if you're eating fish that's been imported, it's you don't know how many hands it's touched. And right. instead of going straight from the fisherman to the consumer, it's going from the fisherman to the buyer, to the processor, to the fish cutter, to Vaughn's or Albertson's to the consumer. And so it's not, it's been sitting and it's not fresh and right. it tastes different. And people always say at the market, it's so funny to hear people say, oh, it doesn't taste fishy. But my response is if it's fresh, it shouldn't taste fishy. Right. So people aren't as aware of that and they're so surprised when they eat fish or try fish from the market and how different the taste is. Yeah. I want to get into talking more about the market and and uh, cooking and eating seafood. But before we, we do that, I just wanted to call attention back to something that, that you touched on a little minute ago with, you know, the challenges of, of bringing in seafood on a regular basis here in San Diego County and, and how it isn't easy. There are a lot of challenges, both natural and human, in terms of the seasonal changes every year, um, the expected things and then the unexpected things I'm sure that happen naturally. But then of course there's also market forces and all kinds of, of crazy things. But um, the idea I wanted to explore for just a moment is why it's important or valuable in your opinion for San Diego County residents and visitors to, to think of trying locally sourced seafood. In other words, why is it a valuable, important thing that you and your colleagues are out there all year long fishing locally? So it's important to support San Diego fishermen because we're a small, we're a small artisanal fleet of family-owned vessels. And what, what our goal is just to kind of expose the public to what we do. Like we, ha- we do have a lot of challenges daily, the weather and the tide and the current and there's just so many other factors that influence even if we can make it out. And so we work hard to be able to support and bring in local species and fish for the consumer because it's our way of like sharing our love for what we do with the public. And there's a lot of health benefits to eating local again, because it's not sitting as long and it's fresh. There's vitamins that you get from the fish and right it's just if you again like with specialty produce if you use their their vegetables and the fruits and you can make amazing meals with something that is coming right out of like your local waters instead of having to go to Vaughn's again or like Albertsons and getting their fish but it's I always like kind of cringe when I walk into a supermarket and I see their fish because you can tell like it's discolored it doesn't look right versus like Hmm. the market you see the fish and it looks the way like that fish should look. Yes, for sure. So we're going to talk about the market in one more minute, but I'm just, I'm listening to you talk and thinking about all of the knowledge that you as such a young woman have and the fact that you're a third generation fisherman. And, and I just want to say, you know, I I really feel like that knowledge is valuable. It's, it's precious, it's unique, and it comes from 
years of hard work and experimenting and we have regulations in the United States and in California that you guys are conforming to in terms of of uh, which species to fish and uh, and how much and when to bring them in and all of that. So I, I just wondered whether you had anything to share on that aspect of of the knowledge that that you all have as as our local fishing fleet. It's definitely not something that's like learned overnight. I'm still. I've been fishing with my dad since I was a kid and it's, I'm always still learning new information and it's the fishing in San Diego and in California is one of the most highly regulated. So it's, you have to know the seasons and the the quota and what you can keep, what you can't keep the size limits. And it's something that even after years of being with my dad, I'm still, I have to like double check. I'm like, Oh, the halibut's how many inches or wow. you can keep which ones and everything yeah. that we can't keep just gets released. It's a part of a bycatch. And then, it's not in season and then we catch it, then it's also released. And when it's time that season's open, we hope that it's still where we left it. Kind right. of. <laughs> Come back. Yeah. <laughs> right. well, I just really have to honor all of the the knowledge that you're, you're just touching the surface of. It's just really um, impressive. And uh, I think it's a, a, an important tradition, obviously, in our region, which is a, a good segue into starting to talk about the market. Um, it's an important part of my life, and I literally tell almost everyone that I know or meet about it. So let's start from the beginning. It's called Tuna Harbor Dockside Market, which is kind of a long name for a, a, a place or a thing, but all of the words are important. I wondered whether you could share with us just a little bit about the history of the market. You said you've been there from the very beginning. So just give our listeners a, a quick sense of what the market is. So the market has been open now, we're, now that we're in August. It'll be five years. We started, um, we're the first market of our kind in California. We had to have a specific new bill passed to be able to have the market because it didn't fit regular farmer's market guidelines because we weren't produce and there was kind of a blurred line between where the fish like, where do we keep it? But it's coming fresh off the boats. And so it's like kept on the boats until the day of. And oh. then it's sold to the public. And so because there was kind of like no clear line of where we fell into that spectrum, there was a specific bill that was the Pacific to Plate bill that kind of allowed the market to have its inception in 2015. Mm-hmm. And so, like I said, I've been there since the second week. I started off um, as one of the sellers i was selling my dad's crab and i was selling urchin for the halmes i did that for about two and a half years and then one of the other fishermen kelly fukushima and his wife jolene they opened loaf and fish Mm -hmm. fish sandwiches i've had them they're good they're really good so i've known kelly and jolene since i was a kid he and my dad have been friends for quite a while and he was knew my grandfather when he was still alive and so I've grown up with their family, and so they opened up Loaf and Fish, and they said, hey, we're going to start this new little, like, taco sandwiches. It's kind of just like an experiment to see how it went, if people liked it, if it was worth trying to kind of give whatever was fresh to the consumers to kind of say, hey, if you didn't know if you wanted to buy fish or not at the market, here's a sample of what it tastes like, what you can do with it. And it's we kind of just go through whatever's fresh for that week, so it's always changing. So I've been with them for, like, three years so overall, I've still I've been at the market for five every Saturday from eight to one. That's where you can find me. That's right. So it's it's really interesting to see how over the years, like our first and second, maybe even like third Saturday, we 
were having to turn people away because we didn't expect such a high interest in the market that we didn't have enough to sell. Wow. We were thinking, oh, you know, five, six hundred pounds of crab will suffice. And then it went in the course of less than like an hour. Oh my and goodness. so we would bring more the next weekend, but then it still was being, it was sold out and quicker than the eight to one time frame that we had set. And so it kind of c- caused the market to expand and to grow for the better. So now we have this past Saturday, we had 12 different families that were up there selling wow. everything from crab and urchin to tuna and halibut. And it's kind of, it's kind of neat to see people say oh my gosh san diego has so many different species and if like we sell out of one that they're used to trying like everyone's used to tuna and to the halibut but if they see like a black cod or a thorny head or even like thresher shark which most people are afraid of because they hear the word shark and like shark is one of my favorite fish to eat and Mm. so it's always kind of funny to watch people say i don't know i'm kind of skeptical and then they'll come to like loaf and fish and try like a thresher shark sandwich right so then they go back and they'll buy their own shark and say oh my god it was some of the best fish we've ever had but you just have to be open and willing to want to try new seafood because it's all good and it's all fresh so it should all taste good (laughs) right It, it does i I know I really want to emphasize for our listeners that the Tuna Harbor Dockside Market happens every Saturday, rain or shine, from 8 to 1. I've gone at 8, I've gone at 1, I've gone at every time in between, and there's different advantages to going at different times. Uh, in the Early on, I, I see that there are very serious shoppers that know exactly <laughs> what they're doing. They literally come wheeling like, multiple in, uh, ice chests. <laughs> Yeah, so you know it's it's pretty impressive. But um, I, as I say, I've gone at all different times during the day, depending on if you have a busy Saturday morning or whatever. And there's there usually is a great choice. I've really um, had fun trying new things. Uh, and I wanted to emphasize for our listeners that the market is, as you mentioned, it's it's exactly like a farmer's market where you're buying produce from the person who grew that produce. Except in this case, you're buying fish from the person who caught it. And and it's a really important distinction because people are somewhat used to the idea of going to to markets where, you know, a, a brick and mortar market where there might be fish from all over the world. And that's generally perceived as a good thing to have that kind of choice or whatever. But this market is out in the fresh air. It's very simple format. You are literally speaking with the people who caught the things that you're looking at. And it's it's very akin to the, the the farmer's market experience that a lot of people have grown to love. And I really want to encourage people to go out and try it because, as you say, there are so many different kinds of fish. Every week it's a little bit different, and you see how people are preparing some of them. In fact, I, I've learned recently from a friend of mine who I sent there that you can buy a whole fish and there's a place where they can prepare it for you. Like there's Well, so there's the cutting booth. So they'll cut it for you. You can have them loin it or fillet it, take the skin off so that it's just less mess at home. There's no particular booth that will like prepare the fish for you, but you can have it cut. The ones that... That's what I meant yeah, to yeah, say yeah. Is, is, you know... And it's another advantage to being there early in the morning is that you kind of get to watch the process of like the fish coming from or like the crab the spot prawn coming from the boat to the tanks and to the table so a lot of it is still live and so that's something that i think all the kids always really enjoy because they they get to see it like in action yeah it's it's for all of us it's it's educational and that's something that i tell people regularly that 
you know, if you have visitors on a Saturday morning or if you have your kids with you or, or you're going to go out and do something with your friends later in the morning, like a brunch or something, I say just grab an ice chest and go. And you don't have to stay long. You can just get a few things really quickly. There's ice available for you to pack it up in your little bag or your or your ice chest and then go ahead and do whatever you were going to do anyway. But it's 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 fun and educational as well as you're getting the freshest, most sustainably caught seafood available in San Diego County. I'm a fan, as you can tell. <laughs> um, let's see. So let's uh, talk for just a moment here about uh, the kind of seafood that we're, that most people tend to think of when when we eat. I mean, sushi is very popular. And I think if you say seafood, one of the, the first kinds of fish that people think of is is maybe salmon or, or mahi-mahi. And You've touched on several different kinds of locally available species of seafood, Jordan, but what, what can you share with our listeners about, about what is unique about locally caught seafood in San Diego County? San Diego, and I think California in general overall, has one of the highest varieties of seafood that's available. Like I mentioned earlier, there's over 130 species. Isn't that amazing? Coming out of just San Diego alone, so imagine all of California. And so people are so used to the idea of salmon or trout, I guess. And it's because it's something that is common in most grocery stores or mm -hmm. most just like, like you said, sushi restaurants and something that is familiar and is comfortable. And so I always try to encourage people to be open to the idea of trying something different. If you've never had a sea urchin maybe be willing to take one home, crack it open and see if you're a fan. I'm not, but it's they're still they're still like it's different. Try it. Or a spot prawn, take it home, grill it on the barbecue versus like if you're comfortable with just tuna and one weekend they're out of tuna, try something different like a mahi or mm -hmm. even yellow yellowtail is like my favorite thing, one of my favorite things to eat raw. So if you're into like raw fish, tuna isn't available, go for yellowtail or go for halibut. But I always encourage people to try something different because if you hmm. if you like fish overall, there's a good chance that you'll be happy and satisfied with whatever it is that you take home. And there's so much that you can do with it. You can sear it, eat it raw, cook it. Right. That if you don't like it one way, try it a different way. Or if you don't like one species, try a different one. Exactly. But San Diego has so many different kinds of fish to offer that it's really like an endless possibilities of what you can do with it. I love that. And I have found time and time again that the the folks at the booths where you're buying the seafood are more than happy to share ideas with you about how to prepare it. Mm -hmm. I, I literally will look at some fish or piece of fish that looks appealing and I will ask, you know, so how, how could I prepare this? And it's just a way of learning and, and as you say, trying something new and you're tapping the, the knowledge and expertise of, of people who, who really are experts in this area. It's our way of like, like I said, filling the gap between us to the consumer. And so a lot of the people that are at the market are the fishermen's wives or their kids. And they're usually the ones that do some of the cooking at home anyway. Mm -hmm. and so you ask the wives like, oh, how do you cook it? And they'll tell you, you put X, Y, and Z on it and then throw it on the grill. And oh, yum. Yeah. And so it's, there's, we're more than willing to share our knowledge because it's something that we, it's funny because people ask me, what do you like more like steak or pasta? And I'm like, neither one. <laughs> I eat fish. Right. And because as we eat it three to four, if not more times in a week. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure that 
had I not liked fish, I'm, my dad might have disowned me at birth. And <laughs> <laughs> this is not my child. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, uh, I I think about cost when I shop, you know, and I think I think a lot of us do. And I just wanted to kind of draw together two two ideas we've been talking about. Um, some people might look at what the fish costs at the at the market and and feel, oh gosh, this is expensive. But when you think about all the things you and I have been discussing today and all of the knowledge and, and um, dedication and hard work and time that goes into harvesting this, this um, sea life, it really is important for people to realize that the money that they're paying is going, once again, straight to the people that brought the fish in. So it's just an invitation for us all to think about, yes, think about cost in our, in our food budgets, but also to think about what that money means and where it's going. And I, I feel so good when I buy the seafood at the market, like at a farmer's market with produce. Um, but as an example, you can get a really good deal if you buy slightly more seafood than you might maybe prepare that day and then fr- uh, freeze it. So I found that when I've done that, that when you use the, the portion of the, of the fish that you froze, it's still fresher and mm-hmm. more tasty than something you buy in a grocery store because of, of it it's being that being fresh and frozen and unfrozen and then refrozen. If you buy it fresh, then it'll last in the freezer for a couple of weeks and you can just, whenever you're ready, take some fish out. And like you said too, with the whole supporting, you feel comfortable with where the money is going to, because not every day we don't always come in with hundreds of pounds of fish. There's some days that we come in with nothing. Mm-hmm. And so we love our job, but it's also, Sometimes it's really hard and we come home and we catch nothing and some days it's really good and that's what we like to bring to the market and give to the consumer and it's our way of sharing our piece of what we love. Well, that's frankly one of my most important motivations with our work with Edible San Diego is to encourage people to learn more about where our food comes from and to truly get to know the people that are producing food locally because then you a whole nother world opens up, you know, like I'm so excited to learn from you today and to have you share all this with all of our listeners. It's just really, really meaningful and important for, for living where we do here in San Diego. And another idea I wanted to touch on briefly is pretty much a call to action to encourage people to ask about seafood when you're at a grocery store or a fish market somewhere else or at a restaurant ask where it came from. I will talk your ear off about it. If you wanted to know, I could talk to you all day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, once again, it's that aspect of being an informed, you know, citizen of the world, an informed eater. Um, Even if the wait staff doesn't know the answer to the question, they can go ask their manager. And even if they don't know the answer to the question, you're sharing with them, with your business, you know your patronage of their of their company that it's important for you to know where where the food came from and frankly i often put in a plug for that restaurant to buy local it's know? also yeah it's also if you're afraid to kind of start at home with your own experimenting start at one of the restaurants that support local and kind of see what they do and how they kind of experiment with the fish that they get from us because restaurants are more willing to take the species that no one or wants or is afraid to, like the sharks. And right. like Ironside, I was there last night, and they have a smoked thresher shark toast. Ooh. And it's something that you would never think to do, but it's so good. And so it's kind of like a it's baby steps. Like if you don't feel comfortable doing it yourself, then start somewhere that is comfortable. Support the restaurants that support the fishermen or 
I love that. Oh, my gosh. And so for our listeners, there are two really easy ways to find out where the restaurants are around San Diego County that that feature locally caught seafood. One is to go to the market itself and ask the vendors there. And secondly, on Edible San Diego, we have uh, a lot of articles up there uh, mentioning these these places that source locally. Um, so check out those two sources and you'll be able to experiment and learn and, and enjoy the the local bounty that we have in the waters off the coast of San Diego. So Jordan, I wanted to thank you really from the heart for your time today. I know it's a busy week for you and and hopefully it's the beginning of a of an ongoing conversation with this podcast and other people in the fishermen community regionally here because it's such an important part of our regional economy and one of the the most special things about living here in San Diego is that we have this beautiful ocean off of our coast and and we can benefit from eating some of the things that are caught here locally in a sustainable fashion by experts like you. So thank you so much for your time. And I wanted to make sure to thank Specialty Produce, who produces this podcast. It's such a wonderful partnership, and Edible San Diego is very excited to partner with with Specialty on this podcast. As I mentioned in the first episode of the podcast, I want to share a really quick gardening or cooking tip each time because we're all in this together. We're all learning and I try different things and I wanted to share with you one of the tips that I have today and that is to take a fresh look at your pantry. It actually totally relates to the idea of cooking seafood like what we were talking about today, Jordan, but the goal in general is to be ready to do some batch cooking on the weekend if you can and to be able to prepare some easy midweek meals at home. So the idea is may be super obvious, but what I'm suggesting is that you take a look in your pantry at the canned and bottled staples that you have, condiments and spices, and just do a kind of an inventory. Check for anything that you know you don't want to eat for whatever reason, kind of set that aside on the counter. Look for anything that is compromised in any way of the packaging. It doesn't look fresh or whatever. We're going to deal with that in a minute. Um, and then give away whatever whatever you don't want to eat, but it looks like it's in good condition. I have some friends that eat some foods that I don't eat anymore, so I have a little section of my my counter where I put things that you know that I'm going to share with them. And then you know uh, of the things that that maybe have expired or that you don't feel comfortable eating any longer, if they're compostable and you have a compost pile in, at your home. Empty it out and in the compost bin and, and compost it. It's just kind of like the cycle of life. And then take that glass or the can container, wash it out, recycle it. And you've really done a good job of kind of giving your pantry a once over. I try to do this every few weeks or months just to make sure that I remember what's in there. And why this is important is that whether or not you're into making a meal plan for the week, um, going through your pantry inspires us to think about oh, what's our favorite thing to do? Or if we don't have a lot of fresh food, what can we make for a quick lunch or dinner? So I suggest that you, after you've gone through your pantry, make some quick notes about some things you might like to prepare and make a shopping list for some things that you want to have on hand and don't. Like I always try to have marinated artichoke hearts because they're just like so good and salads and things like that. And um, and then when you're ready to go to uh, to grocery shop, either at a grocery store, farmer's market, maybe you get your CSA box delivered, um, or you have something that you can pick from your garden, you already have some some spices or staples that you can use to prepare a meal. So it's really about 
thinking ahead a little bit and taking advantage of what we already have in our kitchen to do just a little bit of easy cooking at home, which is economical and nutritious and fun. And I know that I'm not alone in saying that one of the, the best things to do is to hang out with people that you love and share share some good food, right? So anyway, last call to action for the day is to head out next Saturday morning from 8 to 1 at the Tuna Harbor Dockside Market. They're located just between the Midway and Seaport Village, so you can't miss it. Thank you so much for listening in to the Living Local with Edible San Diego podcast. Our next episode will come out in a couple of weeks, and we'll see you then.